Hey, Mike, we're back. We're back this week. We go over week. Oh my God. I didn't even have the week done week 11, wow. week 11 of the, of the premier league season. And Mike has a lot of North London Derby talks and thoughts and whatever. I'll just want to run through the scores really fast. Just so we have them. Burnley drew with Everton city beat Fulham man United over West Ham Chelsea over Leeds. That was a big win for them. Palace with Zaha score five away at West Brom. Uh, Leicester defeat my poor Sheffield United, who are probably going down. The aforementioned, we'll we'll end with Liverpool. Liverpool four, Wolves nil. What the fuck? And then this Monday, my boys, Brighton one, Southampton two. But we go into the North London derby with Tottenham two, Arsenal nil. And one club is in crisis, crisis, crisis. And another one is top of the league, is, uh, is we're getting ready to sing, uh, we're going to win the league. So, Mike, tell us, tell us how you... It's a very unnerving feeling. Uh, it feels great. And if you would have told me that you'd get seven of nine points from City, Chelsea, and Arsenal and allow zero goals yes. after giving up three goals in the last, like, 44 seconds to West Ham. Right. But that was I, a fluke. I, it was a fluke, but it was a very Tottenham-y fluke, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was a very Spursy fluke. I got to tell you that it's it's a weird feeling because in the still in the midst of those three games, you drop points in Europa League, right? Like, yeah. they're still the same fucking team. But, yeah. man, do they show up for the big occasion now. And you have to say it, right? I mean, it's it's pretty clear, you know, what the difference is this past calendar year, almost a little over 365 days, since Jose Mourinho was appointed manager of Tottenham Hotspur. Jose Mourinho! Jose Mourinho! I don't like that I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and and going back for seconds and thirds, but I am. Here I am. I mean, how can you not? Listen, this is Mourinho ball. He's got it. It's going. It's hard. It's fighting. Um, And I thought, and I'm going to lean into your thing. Yeah, they scored two goals, but Arsenal were shit on them. They were stupid. And I think Mourinho would have been happy with the draw. If, they, if Arsenal hadn't made those mistakes, they, Tottenham wouldn't have changed how they played. I, I think he went into the game knowing full well that they were going to, right? Like, that they were um, going to fuck up because they, they were going to be a catastrophe, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and, the, second, I met... the second goal was like, Partey was just gone. Well, so Partey... <laughs> No, he did. Anyway, anyway, let's 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 just just run through it, right? So, Tottenham set up pretty strong in their strongest lineup: Bergvine, Son, Kane. You've got not Ndombele, but Lo Celso. And so, let me spend a minute on that because before when the lineup came out, I was a little concerned because what happens with Tangi Ndombele and he played again. We had the fucking Europa League in in Austria, wherever we were on on Thursday. Played the whole game, right? Played most, if not the whole game. I can't yeah. remember exactly, but it was about 80 minutes. Yeah, but he, he rotated him. That's all. Well, I mean, it wasn't that. Because the lineup comes out and the news breaks that Ndombele said he can't go. Now, that's, Don't say you can't go. The whole that's not game. what you do when you're <laughs> facing Arsenal at home, right? Like, yeah. I, listen, if the doctor says, hey, he can't go, fucking hey, I get it. There's 11 games between now and Christmas, it feels yeah. like. That's okay. But if the doctor says... If you think you can go, you can go. And fully knowing he's only going to give you at least, at, at minimum, a half, at most 70 minutes, right? He's not, Lo Celso's coming off the bench for you on 60 minutes, most likely. 
The right? thing that's weird is that that spot on the field for st- right now, that 10 spot, it's not that important. <laughs> for, well, right, for, because we've got Kane doing it, essentially, right? But right, right. Where it's he, a, run, he sort it's of a running a, role, right. Right. And Domblay sort of becomes a double eight, right, yeah. alongside – well, no, but, he is just. But anyway, but but right but back. most of the defense are the same. Dyer, Alderweireld comes back. Regulon, Aurier looked incredible. I mean, he was that he was the best. That was the best to defend. That was the best game I've seen. No, let's be clear. Tottenham defended a no, lot. No, I know, but like what I'm that's all they you did. Didn't, you didn't have to have Aurier be that dramatic in and no, out. He, he was not alone, and right. it wasn't on the break, right? Mm-hmm. Bergwijn and, and Son, but the first goal was incredible. I mean. As much as is a mistake by Arsenal, because you know, uh, Bellerin got sucked into the ball, they covered it really well on NBC, and you know, Sun takes off. That finish is just interplanetary. Was just talking to a friend of mine and also a, a Tottenham supporter. I think that's the third best goal Tottenham has ever scored in the North London derby. Third. And best. the other thing is, like, as a City supporter. That's Son's goal. Like, it was further than normal, but that's the one he scores. Right. right? And I think one important tactical decision, right, including Sonny, was you saw him against City and you saw him against Chelsea playing on the right. Yeah. You had Bergvine coming in on the left. And I was saying when the lineup came out, I was very skeptical because I really wanted Son to move back to the left. I actually said it on our Twitter account. Yeah. Um, and I was not so sure. Very early on, we saw that I was—I read the lineup incorrectly, and they had moved Bergvine to the right wing. And Sonny has that ability to go on the left. Now, it's important because not only can he walk onto the inside and do something like that, but he can do that because you have to respect his outside foot as well. He's he, awesome. He's great on his left foot and the near post. Yeah, right? he's awesome. So, so that's kind of where he's a dual threat. And on the right, he doesn't really have that ability to cut in on his left like that. So, yeah. um, so that's yeah. kind of where he's he's excelled the most on the left side. Mourinho recognized that he moved in there. Uh, so again, that's another masterclass by by Jose to be able to pick that out. And, but it was, and, and then the, the 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 Kane goal just before the 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 half, same goal basically. I mean, the same um, break, the same. Yeah. Just Lacelso carried turnover party assumes that he can go off, but. The break is so fast that he thinks his team has the ball and they don't. Well, <laughs> yes. And so I forget exactly who it is that gives the ball to LaCelso, but is, I think it was Hoybier. It probably uh, is. Makes, he wins all the balls. Right. He, he wins the ball back and Arsenal's caught out for two They're reasons. Gone. A, they were, they were caught in a t- counterattack, but B, like you mentioned, Partey has already walked off the field. Now, some background on that, okay? Right. It, was, it was a four on two. Yes, but some background really importantly on Partey. He, he was, was hurt, hurt already, yeah. Okay. And and unlike Ndombele, he who played. he you know, Partey went out there today because frankly, he's the only guy with two legs in Arsenal's midfield who doesn't suck balls. Well, they right? could have tried good to play. they could have they could have played El Neni instead of Shaka and just went full defense. Shaka is just horrible, by the he way. He sucks. He's Dude. He, all he does is give away cheap fouls. Listen, I, in fact, there was a time in this game where Gio Lo Celso had a yellow card and Jaka didn't. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. So let, let, let's, let's just house. talk Arsenal stuff, right? They had the ball. They created nothing. I mean, one header by Lacazette in the 10, which doesn't work. Aubameyang still looks lost. 
Do you he know had who a had one the up, least he had, amount he had, of touches in the I, entire game? I'm sure game? it was Aubameyang. He had one one-on-one with Aldevaro, then Aldevaro owned him. He had a That's, header that he kicked over the bar, and that was it. Like, I don't know what Arteta is saying. It sounds very peppish, which is, we're fine. We'll take the, the space on the wings. There were moments, I thought, sometimes on Tierney's side, between Tierney and Saka, that they were doing stuff, and Aurier and Sissoko got out there and made a difference. But yeah. the thing that was interesting was Aurier and Sissoko were out there. There was never a center back out there. Mm-hmm. They just pressed out there. Right? Well, and that's kind of the point that's why the you whole got thing, Sissoko right? Yeah. Right, in that lineup, where you've got Aurier doing what, whatever he wants, essentially, because he knows that Sissoko's yeah. got his back. The and other the thing- other thing is that now when Aurier gets caught out, you don't pull all the veiled over, right? You've, when, when Aurier gets caught out, Sissoko's there. So you know, what I, th- you okay. know what I think? And I think that, fuck, I swear to God, Mourinho's this smart. I think he puits Sissoko with Aurier because they can speak French. That's possible. I think, it's he because he, <laughs> I think it's because he knows one actually can play with the ball and one is a horse and can't actually. Right. So but that, was, that was good over there. And there was a lot of dropping back. I mean, Kane was – but I thought, like, from a defense perspective, you know, this is what we talked about last week. Spurs – control games without the ball it's so fucking weird and not really talked about they do they're as good as controlling games without the ball as like city are with the ball yeah right and it's anathema you're just like well you can't do that they do it it's fucking weird they want to have the ball in their half and defend but in control right like Sissoko and Hoiberg were everywhere. Hoiberg is a fucking animal. Like he's a diesel engine. I'm yeah, what the a big fuck is, fan of him. What the best part about Hoiberg, to be quite honest, is when we clear the ball off the line or like somebody just gets rid of the ball, he's right? Like, yeah. Like, just, yeah, yeah. He fucking he cheers like it's a goal. It's amazing. He's hilarious. Yeah, but he's that's a cartoon but that's, character. But that's how that's how that's the best thing I remember is when the when you had Buffon. Uh, Bonucci and Chiellini in Juve's defense, and they with, with under Allegri, when they cleared balls, they cheered like yeah. they were goals. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You want your defense like that. Dyer and Alderweireld are now completely protected by this super bubble of Sissoko, Hoiberg, Regulon. I don't give Aurier extra credit, but yeah, that's fine. And they just it was it was easy. The second half was boring. It was awful. I mean, it was not yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, no, well, unless you were me. <laughs> right. No, that's fine. But even Arsenal brought on offensive players. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. And it was fun just to nothing. watch them frustrate, right? Like, the more but, they tried, they were in quicksand for the entire second half. predictably, I mean, 70% possession, two, 11 shots, two on target. I already mentioned them. That was it. Mm-hmm. Blocks, nothing. Nothing. I think I think you mentioned it, but I think a major play in this game is the block by Alderweireld on on yeah, Aubameyang, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because that was the one time that he wiggled loose, and it's probably the first time he's wiggled loose like that in a fucking month. And, and he, Alderweireld closed his, him down and blocked a very good shot that was very clearly on target, if not going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the North London derby. What does it mean? It means Spurs' narrative is now: Can you win this thing? It looks like ah, it. uh, it's too early. It's too, no, first it's of all, not. Let me be clear about something. It's too early. Liverpool is tied on points. Just these two points back. And oh, by the way. You're in it. Yes, we are. And oh, by the way, 
oh, poor United and City, who both have a game in hand, if they both win those games in hand, they're within one game of first place. Whatever so I don't want to fucking hear it. But whatever the case is, like, in terms of cohesion, in terms of waging a campaign, in, per, in terms of a way to play, you have a team that has a way to play that unless something goes wrong, like, you know, invariably Kane goes down or something like that. If sure. you're able to maintain this or Hoiberg goes down or something like that, one of these big players goes down, it will go badly. But until yeah. then, what you have, your 11 playing the way it does, there's no reason you can't win, right? City and Liverpool have, have depth, have nows, have extra, but they're finding their way. Like Liverpool are without Van Dyke, They're without this guy. They're without that. No problem. City are without David Silva, trying to find a new identity. All of a sudden, John Stones is back. It's totally fucking weird. Uh, but <laughs> uh, where do you want to go? I'm, I'm just looking at, I mean, Liverpool. We have to talk about Liverpool Wolves because it doesn't make sense. I, or, or, or maybe it does. And Wolves are just kind of bland this year. Well, I think what happened was they, yeah, were, they, were, they were with them. And then the, the, the Connor Cody chest fuck up that Salah jumped in on. You know, listen, as much as they're injured, they have Salah, Firmino, and Mane. Yeah. <laughs> those dudes are good <laughs> oh no absolutely you and, know, and 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 the, and and they still have listen Fabinho Matip is is strong it's still a super duper fucking strong team they yeah. they have depth it's next man up they have they have the will they have it they've got it they've got the thing now granted they're playing Nico Williams and Curtis Jones both guys you know are 20 years old and a rookie goalkeeper that Klopp is completely sodomizing with love he loves that dude. Uh, yeah. He made a couple times. But there's still, you know, Robertson is still the best right back in the world, right? Alexander-Arnold is coming back, right? He played yeah. in this game and he played. He played. And he made an incredible pass for the last yeah. goal. I mean, that was just like, oh, mm -hmm. I forgot. That guy's on the team. Right, exactly. Uh <laughs> so I, I, But I think the story really here is that, okay, Liverpool keeps, you know, the beat keeps marching on for them. But Wolves look shaky man i mean they've they've taken some hits both first in the transfer market and now with the jimenez going down they're in they're in a little bit of disarray yeah, i mean right i now. think that, no but i think that there's this the 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 table will shake out and it will be what we expect but that top six is going to be i think it's going to be close and it's going to be all season and i think liverpool are still the favorites by you know they're still better than most of the teams in the league, they just are. Um, but, you know, we should, let's just keep going through the games because I want to keep that momentum going. My team won, but the important thing for City, they're still, they're moving. It's starting to look right. That was a professional win, right? I, I mean, right, they're popping I don't know if I texted you, I think it was one of the early games, but they scored early on. Sterling misses a chance, scores the second one, and I go, oh my God, it's going to be a 10-goal game. You know, right. like I thought they were going to kick the living shit out of them. They get, a, they get a weird penalty, and they, they hit the post. It was like, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, full marks to full for not getting there. boat raced. They played but, I mean, better in the second half, yeah. and City just controlled the game, and we're like, whatever. Uh, right. That goes on to West Ham and United. Holy shit. West Ham, you had this game. They were annihilating United, uh, destroying them. Like, and let me ask the you entire internet was on, like, the, 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 the all out thing. They did not play Fernandez. They did not play Greenwood. I mean, did not play – they didn't start Rashford. Second half, Vanderbeek comes off. Rashford uh, – Greenwood comes off. Sorry, Cavani Bruno. comes off, and then it's on. And they completely go revert back to amazing. Right. 
And Bizarre. so they had a they they had an excellent effort at what Southampton last week by Cavani to really energize them. Yep. Uh, to to honestly to steal all three points there. This was this was a tale of two halves, right? Completely, yeah. where United just completely threw them to the wind in the second half, put three past them. Um, but, but it was not till late. I mean, but like, listen, this is West Ham United, a team that sits deep. They had 19 shots, yeah. six on target. Like they were killing United, like well, badly. And let's let's talk about two things really quickly with Man United. First and foremost, they are the most consistent team in the Premier League since January. Which is kind of mind mind boggling if you think about it. How? What do you mean? The most points in the table since January. Right, but they're not consistent from game to game, from half to half. I understand. I understand. But, but I, that's that says something. Oh, I don't know. That Bruno fella showed up right around. Right, right, right. They have the most right. points, but they got they won nine in a row after the break, and then they sputtered down the stretch. Yeah, no, I know. He was I know. playing Bert Fernandez every minute of every game, always, and, and that's why he stopped. He he benched him. On this, you know, what was it, Saturday? And they right? have to play Leipzig tomorrow. Exactly. He had an eye on Leipzig, and we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but he had an eye on Leipzig, and he was like, well, I can't really run him into the ground with 90 and 90. But he gave him 45. You bet your ass Bruno's going 90 tomorrow. Well, uh, and the other big thing, the, the other actual huge news item of the day, I don't know if you saw this, Paul Pogba's agent came out and said he can leave. He's going to leave. So what? First of all, him. Yeah, fuck him. But, like, it's not because he didn't, like, okay, if you look at Giroud at Chelsea, right, and we yeah. talked about this on Thursday. Legend. He comes back. He goes, hey, I think I should be fucking playing. He comes back. He plays, and he puts in goals for fun. Yeah. Whereas well, I Pogba, mean, Pogba plays, had an amazing goal in this game. No, he did, and that was a fucking laser beam. So you sort of think that everything's going to be so, kind of okay, right, because it's Bruno to Pogba. It's an absolute top-ins laser beam. And, and they go on and win the game. And Mino Raiola comes out and goes, you know what? Fuck Man United. <laughs> like, wait, what? I don't understand. So the I, real question know, I have is I don't really care who wins tomorrow. I want to just see the lineup card between Leipzig and, and, and Man United. I want to see if, if Pogba's go, even on they're, the bench. They're going to go McTominay. They should. Yeah, they're going to go McTominay in, and play defensive because Leipzig like to play with the ball. They basically play like Chelsea. And they'll wait. For mistakes, because it's a young team, and they'll try and win on the break, especially and away. A, and a draw gets them through, right? Yeah. Said this on not, if they so. sit back, they'll get killed. They have to yeah. try and score. Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, my favorite team, my poor, my poor Leeds, they really just got yeah. stomped. They weren't up to speed. <laughs> they weren't up to speed. They got killed. They basically the first fifteen minutes, they kind of had something going on. Bamford scored early, and Leeds were up one nil, and then and they hit the this, post. Yeah, and they hit the post, but. Man, Chelsea really put, laid the smack down. 23 shots, 11 on target. Leeds just got out-leaded. Like, they didn't let the ferocity of Leeds running and man-to-man -man coverage get at them. And, you know, they were uh, – Werner somehow defied physics and missed a goal when he was standing in it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. He'll uh, never, ever do that again in his and life. And then the, the first Giroud goal was so good that – that front post run that he does is just yeah, it's fucking magic. He just and does a really it over good and over cross again. from from um, Reese James too, yeah. who's oh, an underrated right back. He's he's boy, he's twenty. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, Zuma with the um, header, another goal, and then our Lord and Savior, oh, Christian Fulisic comes in with the late goal to that's really. Right, he did the third one. But um, yeah, this was a poor 
this was a poor Leeds performance. And when Leeds are bad, they get beat bad. Yeah, well, well the way I think of it, right, like um, if you take the jerseys off and you just kind of watch the type of game that was happening in front of you, when Robertson and Alexander-Arnold were just going forward and forward and forward against Aston Villa, not caring how many times they got in past them and scoring, yeah. that's sort of what Leeds was doing yeah, today, yeah, yeah. or this, yeah. this game. They were just – they didn't care. I've never seen a team, aside from, again, that Liverpool 7-2 performance, not give a shit about defending at all. <laughs> right? They were like, nope, uh, well, uh, uh, well it's, the ball. It's, they it, have the ball. The, thing, the other thing is, is they're playing man-to-man. And if your guy gets beat, he's gone. Right? He's just like exactly. Right, but but gone. the thing is, is that it wasn't like it wasn't in their their Chelsea final third that this was happening. It was in the frankly the midfield. heart of the midfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just the man was away. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's go. Let's way. let's let's go to my the, our two our favorite teams. There's a bunch of our favorites here. We've got Sheffield United, Leicester City, and then Brighton and Southampton. Uh, Probably the two games of the weekend, by the way. Sheffield is Sheffield is in trouble. <laughs> that hurt. That made me sad. Just, just sad. Wilder banging his feet on the ground. Just a 90th minute goal by Jamie Vardy. The defender Basham or O'Connor, whoever the fuck it was, released. Just bring the fucking guy down. Egan. Just, yeah, Jack Egan. Take him down. What are you doing? Right. I mean, it's 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 in the moment. You don't want to do it. He would have gotten sent off, and it would have been a penalty. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Just no, no, do no, no, it. No, it he was been like, but he's the last man. It no, I know, I know. It's a hundred percent a red card. What I'm saying is he could have done it right away when he was still close to Vardy. He's 25 yards from goal. Yeah, right? he should have just – So you you prevent that chance. I, it's it's in the moment, like, right? He, they probably oh, I thinks – I know. But, oh, God, that was like – And then the karate kick on the fucking post. And then the other piece is that uh, Vardy is a Sheffield Wednesday fan. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a scummy, scum fuck rat you boy. You know what? He's, he's awesome. so good at it, though. <laughs> he's so good at it. Oh god! And he couldn't. I don't think he could play. Like, if he was on a big club, he wouldn't fit in. You know? No, no. He kind of needs he's... to be on a shit, weird team. Well, let's be very clear about something. After this, the season they won the title, he could have gone anywhere he wanted. He was going to go to Arsenal. They had it on That's the right. table. Forty-five million. He did not go. Yeah. So, could you imagine if they had had him with with Sanchez and Ozil in that late Wenger period? Uh, that, that, that wouldn't have been fun at all. <laughs> they would have been good. <laughs> Wenger still would be there. I know, I know. Yeah, that's the sort of thing. But Wenger is the king of like, oh, I could have got, I could have got. Shut up. Yeah. If you could have got him, get him. Shut up. But anyway, Sheffield have the lowest points total in history. No team with as many with this many points after this many games has ever stayed up. And I'm going to be sad because Sheffield United, they have a good English coach. And they yeah. just, they needed everything to be right all the time. And without O'Connell... They can't play the way they like to play, or they become really predictable. They have an awesome logo. It literally has blades on it because I know they it are sounds the blades. Lame, but it's well, because they make kitchen knives, not – If you figure – yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you figure if – and I know 40 points is like – that's the – It's not going to be 40 the, this time. It's not going to be 40, right? So even if you say, all right, 35 points. They need to start games. winning. But, I mean, they need to start winning. Like, they're already – like they're already two games. Like usually, if in with if you're close, they need to win like three games in a row. That yeah, would really exactly. help them. But three games right. in a row would be massive. Like that game losing to West Brom really fucking hurt them. They had a, they've a, already had like three games that they should have won or drew or something. Like for them, the draws matter. Like they need those draws. Well, and the hard part for them is that it doesn't get any easier. Yeah. Uh, but right around the new year, 
you're right. You go, you're going to lose to Southampton. You're going to lose to United. Maybe you get a point out of Brighton, but probably not. You're probably not going to get a point is, out of Bright- Everton. Brighton has been not – they can't win games. They can no, I know. But so they maybe can, you no. get a point out of them. Maybe you yeah, they can beat. they can beat Brighton. Brighton's beatable. Honestly, and how far have they fallen? They could beat Everton. All right, like they, yeah, sure. And, they could get definitely get a draw of Garce Everton. You could sure. beat Burnley. Yeah. You kind of have to beat Palace. Palace who's hot right Zaha, now. Zaha came back. Boom, five goals. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Um, I love Newcastle, him. then Spurs and United again. So yeah, yeah and then we're, then we're at the end of uh, January, yeah. and it's like but okay. but but then the last game of the day, Southampton, Brighton. There were two shade penalties. The our our Lord and Savior J- James Ward Prowse stuck his hand in the air randomly, and just like um, okay penalty. That was weird. I, I didn't really see his arm hit it. But. I was watching. No, it it grazed it. One thing I thought about this was I think he was trying to say offsides or something. No, he was just fucking jumping. Right, <laughs> people who are so who are so qu- quick to um, criticize defenders specifically this season, yeah. right? When you jump, yeah, where you, do your hands go? Yeah, you you they go down. Because you're trying to launch yourself up, and then they yeah. go up. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you're about to fall, that's fucking yeah. gravity, right? So, like, yeah. I have a hard time with somebody. His hand was extremely out of place and yeah, away it was from bizarre. Body. I understand. Yeah, it was bizarre. But the other thing, I think that it needs to be some kind of, I don't know if it's intent, but like, um, I don't know like, the way they've been doing it for 150 years, where yeah, a guy like, who's a referee decides in the moment of the game how it should go. Maybe that will work. That might be an idea. Let's try that. But even in this and in, <laughs> in this specific case, it hits his hand, it drops down. It was going to drop down, and he was going to be the first one to touch it. I and know. It doesn't matter. It's so, a penalty now. I know. No, I know. But that's the thing that, that irked me about that. I'm like, he was it didn't didn't affect the rate of play, right? Yeah, so it, it, right. In the context, it didn't mean anything, right? But now that's where it, my problem with the, right. the, the it's all the broken out now. Is. Then my they were lamp, they had a, so I feel like Brighton were good early. Uh, Southampton were doing the thing that they do where they try and fuck you up early. They have a little bit of a – they really – early in a the game, they'll kick. Like, they fucked it's, up it's United the week before. No, but it's German. It's Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, it's Austrian. Uh, Hassan Hudel had them f- have a little bit of fight. Then at the, right at the near the break – so there was that, that penalty, the handball penalty. Gross puts it away. Vestergaard, of course, JWP. What a fucking cross! What a cross from the corner! It literally drops onto Vestigar's head, who's well, thirteen feet away and ten feet taller than everyone. I was gonna say he's enormous, right? He's and, and just the Norse anger of that oh, goal celebration. Was I was really awesome. I was aroused. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, I love that. I mean, those teams are just great. I was watching it with Lisa, my wife. It was just she was just over the moon. Like she was so happy there were guys there, the fans cheering. But the second half petered out, and Brighton lost a little impetus. They're still, they're still not quite there. They had a weird uh, formation. They played a defender in the midfield with they played Bosuma and Ben White together, which was weird. Uh, my Lord and Savior Lewis Dunk, who should have been on Arsenal three years ago, because he's fucking awesome. And why not have a guy who can clear balls? Um, but yeah, they just didn't have it. And then Lamptey wasn't the star of the game. Former uh, Spurs man, Mr. Walker Peters, was actually outplayed him. Yeah. And uh, he drew a penalty that was. Oof, eh, eh, uh, I just great. wanted JWP on that corner right there. Yeah, I wanted to yeah, see him do it. But they gave a penalty. I mean, <sighs> that's not a penalty. 
No. He wasn't in the box. Come on. No. So, and that's kind of another thing where you have to give a penalty when it is a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity. Come yeah. On. Come on. Yeah, right? I, I feel like I feel like that's how you and it is it transcends whichever sport we're talking about. Every rule needs a little bit of just come on. And if you have to say that, you need to reassess the rule. <laughs> right? It's like hey. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so so that's the week that was. We have Tottenham, top of the league on 24, sure ahead on you. goal difference, ahead of Liverpool, also on 24. Uh, Tottenham now, I believe, have the best defense in the league. That's correct. Nine goals. There's no one even cl- – City are closest. Chelsea have uh, 11. City have 11. So then City and Chelsea have 11. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, then, then Chelsea on 22, Leicester on 21, Southampton on 20. So one of these kids does not belong here. Uh, United and Man City bring up six and seven, West Ham, Everton, Wolves. Then the bottom three are Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield. Those could stay that way. I feel like – oh, oh, and um, Arsenal are in 15th. 15th place, which means, by the way, they are significantly closer right now to relegation which is seven points away from them <laughs> then the top of the table which may i remind you is tottenham hotspur 11 points clear so they are almost <laughs> twice as close to the bottom as they are to the top right now and let they're, me tell you in your happy days good. in north london right now yeah they're not they're not good right now but i mean i i think you know they, they'll find a way i mean they're not gonna fire arteta they're not gonna i don't think they're going to but i said it what uh, a week or two ago the seat's getting hotter Listen, he got absolutely dunked on by Mourinho. That's gonna that's gonna warm the seat a little. Yeah, but the Mourinho gets to dunk on people. That's he dunked no, no, no. on. I dunks on people. I understand, but Arsenal will never, ever accept that result. So the seat is getting a little hot. I watched a lot. Trust me, a lot of Arsenal fan TV today. Okay, it was absolutely wonderful watching <laughs> DT have an absolute coronary. Aneurysm. He's like fighting with Don Robbie. Yeah. Oh my, my favorite, God. of course, the most reasonable is Mo. Mo's a legend. I love that guy. I just I hate all of them, but like, <laughs> I actually love watching. I I, just, I don't know what it is about watching DT combust. Like I I love that. Um, and Listen, your boy th- Troops was. I don't uh, know if you know this. Uh, he was hired by Barstool. He's in New York now. Oh, good for him. Well, fuck him. But like, ah, come uh, on. it's cool. Come no, on. fuck him. Okay, but he so he's in like the Barstool studios. Watching. Oh, he moved to the U.S.? He's here? Yeah, he's in New York. That's amazing. And, and Big Cat, one of the main Barstool yeah. guys. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I know who that guy is. Uh, he walks in and right after the Kane goal. He goes, uh, oh, hey, what's the score? Oh, yeah, uh, 2 nothing. Geez, oh, that's tough. Uh, well, at least it's not a big rival or anything, right? Like, that's going to be <laughs> – he's just fucking giving him the shit. And it's, it was awesome. It was really, really Blood. good. Blood. So, you know what I mean? Blood. Fab. Yeah, he looks at the camera and goes, Blood, what are your rules on hitting people here, bro? Flood, flood, fam, blood. He's not, he, the thing die. is, he's not going to find – he's not. He's going to go home because he's not going to find people to give a shit. They're going to be like, what's wrong with you? Are you fucking insane? Like, well, the weird thing is, like, I bet he would go – Like, I mean, forgetting COVID for a second. Once everything starts to clear up, yeah. he would go to the Arsenal bar, which oh, I yeah. know where it is. And yeah. then one of two things would happen. He'd either be welcomed or they'd be like, you're fucking embarrassing – Get the fuck out of here. No, he's a legend. They'd love him. Oh, dude. I don't Come know. on. They love him. Listen, I'd we kill him. I'd kill to have City have something like Arsenal Fan TV. Kill. Kill. Oh, no. 
I'd kill them if it was my no, team. No, 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 I'd no. I hate no. it. You li- you'd like if, if if Spurs had something as good as Arsenal fan TV. Come on, they're legends. It's no, fantastic. You know, speaking of, and I'm it's surprised that, that something bad didn't happen. That's so good. I miss Claude. Speaking of Arsenal fan TV. Oh, he got in trouble because he said some things. Well, he he said DVDs about Sonny the last time we beat them, right? So I was waiting to see who we got shit canned from Arsenal fan TV this time, but I think they're all gonna make it. Yeah, he's just an old guy who's mentally ill. But <laughs> on my on my YouTube feed, there was one that was five years old. It says Ty gets punched in the face by West Ham fan. I did not I did not click it. But I <laughs> oh <should've>. man. <laughs> We'll poor put that Ty. on our Twitter account because I think poor, everyone would love to see that. Poor, poor Ty. You don't want to see this fucking little cricket get punched in the face. I don't. I don't. I actually just – I kind of just want to, like, I think. All, his... By the way, I think every single one of those guys has been attacked by somebody. Oh, 100%, somebody. dude. And Ty's, like, a little baby boy. Like, he can't do anything. Yeah. I do want to – like, like the Chris Rock joke. Like, I don't want to yeah. hit him, but I want to shake him. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. I just want to grab him by the shoulders and shake the shit out of him. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I have a lot of respect for that, the lead, uh, Robbie. He, you know, he's created an empire of, of a oh, small Robbie. personal empire of like, this is how it's done. This is what I can do. You know, he, he records it and he's, he has his own show on, 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 on Sky. I mean, he's like. Oh, absolutely. Let know. me be very clear. Robbie did. He right. He created that empire, but also he's affable. He's not like a fucking cartoon character. No. He, in fact, his <laughs> talent is identifying and 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 sticking with those cartoon characters and letting them take him to the top. Yeah, the yeah. DPs, the the the. the but they've uh, all the blown troopses. up individually, right? They all have their right. Own. No, of course. All. But the thing, what's the common denominator is that Robbie hasn't had to do anything. He just sits there and watches these guys screaming him on a fucking microphone after a big loss, and up goes the results. Right? That's yeah. why Arsenal fans hate him because he does the best when Arsenal fucks up. But that's not his fault. It's not his fault, but they resent him for that. <laughs> and I mean, like, I kind of get it. But oh, I, I, get I hear it you. I mean, listen, it would be amazing to have. I, I, I wish we had that culture. So I'm going to go on a diatribe. I know you have to go eventually, but no, this good. stuff actually, this fan stuff comes in soccer, for, in English specifically. They've had this stuff for years, like Xerox, Staples, and they had fanzines. It comes out of punk rock comes out of the 70s this has been happening in english soccer that youtube was just an extension of it right they've always done this right they had people making magazines when sunday comes that's what that is it's it's an actual fan magazine about football like they had been doing self-publishing things like that for years they all these guys had been on early message boards and it was just the next thing that they would become as big as right that youtube gave them that opportunity i think it's great like i'm just pissed off that if we have it in our sports that they're not big or because american sports are so covered like we don't leave a stone unturned that we don't need it or no i don't actually agree i think that it's made its way into american sports and and i'll give you you an example okay um yeah because i don't know like there's what's the is there like a a a football channel of fans that do their game like i wouldn't honestly i wouldn't know nfl or what about what i can tell you is uh, excuse me. What I can tell you is for for the Yankees, right? The John Boy is a good one. Know? Okay. So he's the guy who actually blew the lid, no pun intended, off the whole Astros camp. Uh, that I know, right? Camp. That I know. He did so, analytics of it. Yeah. Right, and he so his his famous thing is like, 
um, this is a thing that's happening on video right now, a breakdown. And he's like dubbing his, his, his voice over it. And right. But the thing is honestly, that guy's trying to get a job. Right? Well, not even not- really, because what it started as when, when Aaron Boone did the whole, like, my guys are fucking savages in the box, like that whole tirade, yeah. there was a hot mic that picked most of it up. So he just broke down that clip, and that launched him to the moon, because he had, yeah. that, that was insanely viral. And then he became, like, the guy who was like, hey, MLB, maybe pay attention to this. Like, he right, went through a bunch not, there's of not, Astros there's, footage. There's not somebody who captures... Like what it would have worked. Like I think about my early days at Yankee Stadium. So this is mid '80s, early '90s, the dark times, sure. St- Stump Merrill era Yankees. Yeah. And you'd go to the bleachers, and it was the same fifty people there every game, right? right. The crazy old lady, uh, just all the all the songs were inappropriate, whatever. People throwing up, fighting, cocaine, everything. But had they been filming those people after every loss, that would have been something. Right? right, but we don't have that, right? Like, there's no way you could film Yankee fans after every game. There's too many. No, games. and and I'll bring it back from baseball now. NFL is the only parallel that would make sense. College football actually makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but that turnover is so fat, right? Like these kids are they're in college or out of college. I don't mean the players. I mean the actual like the fans. Right. You can't have a, a DT and a Claude at Tuscaloosa, even though they fucking exist and they do have season tickets. That right, but, but, that, but that's the thing that – so that's another piece that makes it super, super interesting, and it's sad about our sports. All those fucking stadiums in England are in the middle of the city, almost all of them, or in a neighborhood, right? So Not two of them. Not the two from the teams we're talking about. Tottenham? But Tottenham's in the Bronx, in the South Bronx of London. Right, basically. but there's people that live there. It's oh, near yeah, people's houses, Oh, absolutely. Right? It's oh, in I the neighborhood. Within, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's Wrigley. Yes. It's yes. where it has been for 150 years. Basically. Yes, that's correct. Right? Or, mm-hmm. or, or Chelsea. It's in the middle of that neighborhood, Chelsea. Or, mm-hmm. or for instance, like QPR. It's underneath a fucking highway. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like these stadiums are there. We had those stadiums in our cities. They disappeared. Right? And we, we got, got rid, rid of them. them. Yeah. Right. So they all are out in the sticks. And you don't – there's no – that's why like the West Ham thing sucks because the Berlin ground used to be – in East London, like you'd go get out at the train station and there's yeah. a stadium there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you'd fight your way down Green Street. Yeah. Right. So we, yeah, lost- I get that. And then you, you also have teams that are just, they're active. Like you're, you're leaving the game, right? Like you're getting out of there. I, the new Atlanta Braves stadium comes to mind, which by the way, is their third stadium in the last 20 years? Like what the fuck is that about? Um, they built one and then we're like, eh, not great. And they built another one. Because well, one of them was for the Olympics. Yeah. And then they, yeah, fine. But so that, but it's 20, it's not Atlanta. It's like Gwinnett or something. It's like 25 <laughs> miles away. Right. Because like, it's where the white people live. Well, sure. But like, fine. But like, you don't get any, <laughs> the problem that you find with that is like you said, no with, with West Ham, there's no juice. There's no culture. There's no bars around the stadium because they can't survive. Because unless there's a fucking home game, what the fuck are you doing there? Which right. somehow right. still which makes is, sense. Which is Bronx, why Shay sucks. Never had any juice. I don't care, Met fans. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, had that stadium been in Flushing, like, I mean, like, near downtown, like, these stadiums that are what we built in this country are just, they're just sitting there. It's fucking yeah. weird. Anyway. Yep. That is our rant. We well, made it. let's go into one last thing. Uh, All on, right. On, on, you want to talk t- Champions Quick League? tangent. No, 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 no. I want to okay. talk about after eight months of – artificial noise oh, how fans. good it felt 
<laughs> to have actual songs. We should have talked about reaction. that right away where it is. <laughs> yeah, we should have. We should have led with that off the top. But I just, when the second goal went in at the new Tottenham Stadium and, and you hear the roar and then right before halftime, because it was basically the last kick of the ball before half, and they're coming off the field and the fans are losing their fucking minds. And 13, 1,300 in the South Stand of the 2,000 that were allowed in, they sounded like 25 grand. It was sick. Well, I, th- I think what really happens is, is that what you're finding out is there's really only 2,000 people singing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Until there's 60,000 people singing. And no, no, no. Sick. I understand that, right? They, but, but for but like, generally, no, you're general right. noise, it's really not many people until there mm-hmm. is. Until yeah. the whole state, like when they do, when Enfield does, you never walk alone. That's right. Everybody comes to do that one. Yeah. I mean, even I, if I was there, I would fucking sing it. I don't give a shit. I wouldn't. I hate them. But, I, but, it's, but I'd be like, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I would but yeah, sing it. it I would just, give a fuck. And, I and all it. the stadiums that had fans, I really enjoyed um, that aspect of it. And you had no idea how much you missed it. I mean, Anfield right? was so good. I can't. I mean, Jurgen Klopp, do you fucking, like, just his post-match interview, the guy's almost in tears because the fans are there. Like, how do you not love that guy? Fucking, no, I get it. I hate him. I hate that I like him. He, he was made in the lab. You're not allowed to like him. Um, With his but teeth. no, it's, it's, Whose it, teeth it, does he have? It, he killed someone and stole their fucking teeth. And logistically, let me bring this point up for a second because I think that this is a take. Um, I'm curious your, your, your thoughts on. Yeah. Tottenham just played Arsenal, right? Yeah. 100% of the fans in the stadium were Tottenham fans. There were zero Arsenal fans. Correct. Which means when we go to Arsenal, that yes. should be the same. Yes. To some degree. Yes. Or if uh, you basically you manage it, right? So Tottenham City is a great example how you guys came to us and we had no fans. So right. when we go to the Etihad, we should have an extended, I don't mean 50%, we should have an extended away fans section again assuming everything's fine by then right but um instead of having the one section maybe you get two or something like that just for two reasons a we lost a 100 of that home gate i'm not giving you money fuck you no no no. well <laughs> the fucking whole league is based on socialism so what the fuck no it's not not the premier i know no, i know it's our leagues i know but no, no so so that's kind of where if you want to really genuinely um allow some kind of uh, you know, kind of reverting back to just recouping revenue. Yeah, you could, ex- you could, ex- yeah, you should, th- the stadiums, if you want to recoup revenue, you just make it so that away fans just, you just expand it. If you have extra seats, you're like, oh, who wants them? And you right. make it cheap. Although wow. cities, cities apparently very cheap relative well, to that. like Arsenal. That. The other thing you could do, and you just actually, and then just, we cut down on travel as well. Um, you give the home team 100% of the ground the entire year. And yeah. you have watch parties at the home stadiums. Yeah. They that could. could work. They should. Yeah. They should do that, right? Because then they, – Anything they can – They're not, well, they're not creative. <laughs> they're not. They're, they'll be like, can we get a tractor in Singapore? No. <laughs> you can't get a tractor in Singapore. Isn't that uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' new team? Yeah, yeah. And that's Wrexham. Rex yeah, but weren't they know. talking about the tractors? I don't know. I think they might be called the tractors. No, 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 no. The, if you watch their their video where they're introducing, uh-huh. like they they just keep pitching this tractor company, like uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. They're like, go buy these tractors. Why are we talking about this? Because this is our main sponsor. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, now I have to look it up. I don't know who Rexums. I hardly know them. 
Oh, they have. But yeah, I, I've been thinking a little bit about that ever since I heard that fans were going to be allowed back in. Like, how can you make this right for everybody involved? For all the teams, we played 11 games. For all the teams have had a zero-sum home date from that well, game. It, well, the other problem is, is like the, the tiers in England, like City still don't have fans. Not that we have any fans. Well, no, I know. But so, and again, this is assuming uh, hopefully in a month, maybe two, where everything starts to calm down a little bit, he said, wishfully thinking. Um, <laughs> said that in April. Yeah, I know. I know. But but everyone's going to die by then. Humor me for the sake of the argument, right? Like that's yeah. kind of I think there should be some semblance of and I'm I'm the one person who's never in favor of any type of revenue sharing, but extenuating circumstances, right? So yeah. um I kind of Well, they did they did approve that, that 250 million dollar thing. 250 million yeah, the rest of the yeah. league. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't see who Wrexham's sponsor. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Matter. It does. It matters to me now. I want to know. We need to learn all about them. Oh, they've been scamming Wrexham by being virtue of winning the Welsh League Cup. Have been playing in Europe for like ten years. <laughs> nice, good for them. A scam. That sounds like the gang buys a team. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, what I don't understand is like, why not buy a weird fucking team in like. A decent league, like, I don't know, what's a big country? Austria, and just blow that team out of the water. Like, the way they did with, with PSG. Like, how could you not make your team be awesome? Just, what are the rules? Like, why can't you just take, oh, I'm going to take uh, Red Star Belgrade and put $4 billion into it and just take <laughs> over all of Serbia? I think this specifically, <laughs> I'm not arguing that theory. I actually support it quite a bit. Yeah. I think this specific example was this club was in peril. And no, no, I know, I know this one, but like there are teams that have won European Cups that are not big teams anymore, right? Like, right, Thou Bucharest, that's a name. Like, they, people know who that team is. Red Star mm -hmm. Belgrade, they're the last non-big sixteen, non-big league team to win. They won the fucking European Cup. They have the big ears. They're like, we have this. Fuck you. We're fucking Nazis. I mean, the other one, <laughs> communists. Communists. But yeah. I, I just and then or or like Nottingham Forest, although there people do try and push them through the roof anyway. Anyway, let's go, Mike. Bye. Bye. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.